Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the plan. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. So this is the first time I've really had to do homework since I left college. Like, truly report-style homework. And it's a lot. Now, to be fair, I knew that this plan was going to be complicated, and the whole point of it was to write it out in great detail. If I didn't want it to be this difficult to write out the plan, I could have left the details very fuzzy, but that would not have been a particularly good plan. So, to make things a little easier on myself, I formatted it in such a way that I find appealing visually, and that is the old 1950s report style using typewriter fonts and things like that. It's actually quite fun, but regardless, I've had to write out this plan in great detail, and it's a new experience for me in, in its entirety. I have not had very many times in my life where I've had to write things in an iterative way. Now, what I mean by that is in school, they say, okay, you're going to do a first draft, and then after you're done with your first draft, you're going to polish off parts of it, and then you're going to fix it up, and then you're going to go back, and then you're going to write it all out, and then you're going to edit it again, you're going to read through it. I never did that. I just wrote the whole paper, which is pretty common for people who have you know, ADHD is that you, just, you don't do drafts, you just write it. And, and this has been a stretch for me personally. To say, okay, I can't just write the whole thing from start to finish. I have to work on the notes that, you know, I put together and the different sticky notes that we, you know, wrote out on the walls. And, and that kind of went back. And I, I want to go back a little bit to talk about what happened before this point, how we got here. So, as we started into the iterative process of planning and doing the planning process, the question came up a lot, which was, what did I want? What did I want to accomplish? And I'd always thought it was like, I want to pay back all our debt. And that is a goal, and that's a good goal, but a lot of the plans that we had made did not serve that goal. But they were plans that I really wanted to do. So the question came up, which was a really better question, which is, what am I actually, what have I been pointing towards this far, right? What are the things that we've wanted to do, and what direction do they point us? And really, after digging in a little bit deeper and asking the question, well, why did I want to pay off the debt? I really came to the, que- the realization that I don't necessarily want to pay back all of the debt right away. That's not really my primary goal. What I want is stability. I want the company to have a stability that is predictable and consistent in such a way that we can then start to make better decisions long term about how do we pay back our debt and what type of capital improvements make the most sense to us with growth as a secondary side effect for a little while. Now, to that end, this is not the first time I've had this podcast. In fact, I had a podcast years ago, about the same time of year, that was all about smooth sailing. And it was about saying pretty much the same thing, which is that I just wanted to have a couple of months where we didn't have to do a lot of growing, we just made some money. So, it, I kind of determined that really, stability is the goal, and, and to that end, Paying off the debt was a part of that stability because it would have provided us with the necessary liquidity to deal with bad months. But after sorting through that a little bit, going deeper into that, I realized that that's actually a bad way to think about it. We don't need to pay back all of our debt. And, and we certainly don't need to pay back all of our debt in a way that would ruin the ability of the company to do cool things that might increase our stability, right? 
Things like replacing some of our dyes that are wearing out a little bit and need replacement, right? Equipment, manufacturing equipment. Maybe it makes sense for us to say that we're going to expand and add new laser engravers because the laser engravers that we currently have are good, but there's some problems with them that we're dealing with. And if we replace them with these new machines, which are far more expensive, but better in a lot of ways, they could actually, they, they're, the lasers we're looking at getting are twice as, over twice as fast in what they can etch with the same quality and the same accuracy and all this other stuff, but they're twice as fast. Well, one of the challenges of the workshop, particularly during Christmas, is that our production is limited and hampered by the fact that the laser engravers can only go so fast right now. And in fact, a big imbalance in the workshop that I've talked about is that the laser engravers as they currently stand and the room that they're in is a very realistic space limitation. And so the, the workshop is all out of balance, right? We have way too much assembly space for a much smaller engraving room. Well, maybe buying these new laser engravers that can all go twice as fast as our current engravers would increase our output significantly. And that would be better for our stability and our production stability, right? But that would go directly against the idea of paying off all our debt. So realistically, I came to the conclusion that what we really need is we need to have a liquidity fund. We need to have an emergency fund. Doesn't need to necessarily be cash that we own, right? It can be borrowed money. It could be the line of credit, for example. But we need to have a certain amount of money in that fund that would basically, in the current strategy, the current formula is, would be enough to cover all of our fixed expenses as well as a little bit extra if we made zero sales for an entire month. Now, that's not exactly likely to happen and not really, that's not really how it would play out per se, but it is a good analysis for the purpose of saying, what is our emergency liquidity fund? So that was part of our paying down the debt. Well, we can actually accomplish that without having to pay down a significant portion of our debt. We can. So if that's put to the side and we said, okay, well, what we're really after is paying, you know, is having an emergency fund and stability is the core goal. Well, what really are we, what's necessary to make that happen? Well, we have to say, okay, we need to stabilize our money in and our money out because the best, in my mind, analysis of stability is not necessarily consistency, which is one way to define stability is saying that, okay, we're going to have the same every month to month to month. That's not really what I think about when I think about stability. What I think about stability is that we are making profit every month, that the company can exist ad infinitum into the future. Well, the best analysis of can the company exist ad infinitum into the future is are you generating profit on a regular basis? And it doesn't need to be a lot of profit in my mind, but realistically, all profit means is that the money coming in exceeds the money going out. It's a pretty simple formula, right? There's inputs and there's outputs. So, when we looked at our sales on one side of the formula and our costs on the other side of the formula, which is really the way you do this analysis, our native, like, it was funny because I'm glad Merrill was in this planning meeting. Merrill's native intuition and Merrill's native kind of world of influence, sphere of influence, is in the production, cost-limiting, um, you know, streamlining, you know, fixing attitude on the, on the cost side of things. And she's very good at that and that I, I think is a great, and I'm glad that she was in that meeting because she provided a lot of insights into ways that we can improve that area. On the flip side, which was more my sphere, is the marketing side of things. I realized that if we're going to truly have a marketing project and a marketing machine that can create stability, that can create that predictiveness, right? We need to have a machine that has a variety of channels. And we've talked about diversifying into a variety of channels for a while now. And frankly, we've made steps toward that over the course of the last couple of months, pretty aggressively. It's taking longer than I'd like, but that's always the case. So, 
really the plan came down to a couple of elements, right? We have to say we have to have the emergence of liquidity fund. And then we have to have our sales exist predictably within a range. It doesn't need to be the same every day, but it needs to be within a specific range and it needs to be reliably within that range. And then we need to be able to have our costs be variable when possible. And they need to be scalable both up and down, which is the same thing per se as variable costs, but it's not. So what I mean by that is there's a difference in costing. There's variable costs which are associated with the product itself, right? The leather, the pens, the inserts, those are all variable costs. And by that, I mean, if nobody buys any product, you don't need to buy any of those things. Now, to some extent, that's not exactly how it works for us. Obviously, we have a trailing, you know, we have a trailing purchase process, process so if we don't sell anything for a month, we still have the bills from the previous month when we were selling things and buying inventory. So it's not a quite a perfect analogy, but for the most part, those variable costs do fluctuate based off of purchasing. So they are adjustable. However, our fixed costs, which is our labor in some cases, in most cases, our labor, um, things like our rent and our lights and all sorts of stuff, so that stuff can't really be adjusted. That's our fixed costs. But we can scale up our productivity or in the cases where we don't have a lot of sales, we can convert some of our labor that would otherwise be made into production and we can convert that labor into marketing labor, which can help compensate, right? So realistically on the production side of things, there's a couple of elements to making that be dynamically adjustable. First and foremost, we need to have extraordinarily well-written out processes for everything, which is something we don't have right now. We need to have videos of how to do things. We need to have step-by-step -step with photos. Now, this is going to be good in the short term, obviously, while we're still small, because it allows for our small team to have everyone move into every position easily. If I have to say, hey, I need you to go and work in engraving, even if they don't have a lot of experience in engraving, they can walk in and they can pick up the process book and they can kind of flip through it and follow the steps, right? That's good. More importantly, during Christmas, when we need to scale up rapidly, we need to bring people on in a hurry. Having those process documents will allow for us to onboard these people, train them, and then have them something for them to reference in a really good way. It's going to be really important. So that'll be very helpful for us at that point when we need to scale up rapidly, right? And we can do that scale up rapidly without incurring a, a, an enormous amount of additional costs, which is normally a big problem for us when we scale up. So part of this element on that side is to say, okay, we're going to work on limiting our costs, creating processes that allow for us to have a dynamic workforce that can adjust. And we're going to work on having elements of those processes that are going to be good for us long-term. Maintenance is something we've really struggled to get a process and a schedule for. Very important. Probably a big issue with our wire lasers are having trouble right now. So getting that maintenance documentation in place, having it be something we execute, that'll be a good part of fixing our production costs, limiting our costs in the future. The marketing side of things, we've got, we wanted to develop a multi-channel marketing platform. And that was what I wrote out over the, over the weekend and in the last couple of days. It's 18 pages long so far, and that's just the first part with the marketing. And that covers the eight channels that we want to spread into, how we want to get into them, the elements of what needs to be done to help get those things launched, and the ways that we need to do them and to have a cohesive IMC strategy. So all of these elements, all of these processes, all of these things that we're looking to do are good. And the process of writing out the document has been extraordinarily complicated. And it's been a lot more time consuming than I originally anticipated. But I'm hoping to have it all the way finished up and so we can do this meeting soon this week. Um, and by getting all of these pieces written down in this document, having all of the detailed tasks that can be referenced, it will allow me to then work with the team to say who wants to do what, how can we divide that up well.
And I think it's going to work really well. I think having this will be the first time the company's history will have it. And after writing it out, if we can pull off the things that I put into this plan, which I think based off of the way the steps are written, it's actually very doable. If we can pull all of these things off, and I think we can, it will make the company very different in a good way for both the consumers and our business clients and internally. It'll make us much more stable and have a much better process for doing things into the future. So, very excited about this plan. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in Thursday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, or accessory, anything else we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us Excuse me, via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. We do appreciate your patience. If you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to give us a call at 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. If you do leave us a voicemail, either during business hours or after hours, please include your order number if it's available. It's a number that starts with S and then it has a bunch of numbers after that. It does help us identify who we're talking to and what we're talking about. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on the podcast on whatever app you're listening on, but also a review on the product if you have one. You can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews to read all of our amazing five-star reviews. There's a button there that says, leave us a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash, uh, slash reviews. Excuse me. Uh, on that page, there's a question. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You click yes, and then you write your review. We love them. We read them. I read them out loud to the team. It's something that is a wonderful part of everyone's day. If for whatever reason you'd leave us a bad review, there's another button that says get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with the company. And to that end, we will do anything we can, including recrafting, refunding. We will take care of you. Give us an opportunity to do so to make things right. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. If you have any interest in, in joining our rewards program, all you need to do is log into the website. In the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little panel. You click on that button, the panel pops up. The panel has the rewards points you currently earned based off the purchases. You get 10% back on any purchase as in-store credit to spend on anything else. It's pretty great. There's also a shareable link there. If you share that with your friends and family, they get $10 off their first purchase and you get $10 in-store credit when they make that purchase. So it's a great way. You sell, if you share that with 10 friends and they all buy something, you get a free item right there. It's a great way to help the company. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, we do have bulk discounts built directly into the cart of the website. So all you need to do is add all of the items you want to your cart. You can mix and match. It's just based off the total cart quantity. Once everything's in your cart, you're able to click purchase and check out, and it automatically applies the appropriate bulk discount for what you purchased. If you're interested in finding out a little more about what those discounts are and you want to ask us about it, please feel free to send us an email at sales at murdycreative.co. That's sales at murdycreative.co. If you're looking for a custom engraved item, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. It's just a simple flat fee, normally $15, and you can, and you can get that set it up yourself on our website with our personalizer for most of our products. There's a handful of products that don't have themselves built into the product personalizer yet. If that's the case, feel free to email us about those. We'll create a custom mock-up and an order link for you to use for that specific item. Otherwise, check out our personalizer for all of the other items on our website, and you can get those. You can customize them yourself, add your own logos, add your own you know, text. You can add to your cart and check out right there. No need to ask any questions. It all happens right there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.